Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Fray Podcast. Brought to you by thefray.com. A place for women who want more from life. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you gonna make a move? Are you gonna come and see? Whatever you wanna do, you know what's cool with me. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It is a solo one and I'll be sharing with you some reflections and lessons I feel I've really lent into and learnt over the past nine months of being in a relationship. Now, any relationship that we are in during our lifetime has the capacity to teach us something about ourselves, as well as, of course, about the other person or people in those dynamics and about love and life in general. Relationships can be such an amazing vessel for growth And there are certain things that you have to be in a relationship to really learn about yourself because it's not until you're in that dynamic that you'll be triggered and something comes to the surface and you have the invitation to really look at it and grow or to look at it and run away depending on where you're at in your life. But I think it's a really wonderful thing to sit down and think about the things you've learned from your own relationships. I'm sure that you've heard the expression reason, season, lifetime. I've shared it before in past episodes. I think in the episode where I was talking about how painful it can be when friendships end, one of the ways you might comfort yourself or I guess a lens that you can look at all of your relationships with is this reason, season, lifetime approach where you go, okay, was there a reason that this person was in my life, regardless of, you know, whether it's a romantic partner or a friend or a family member, what is the reason that you two or however many came together? Was it for a season, a short amount of time during your life, or is it a lifetime relationship. And so any any dynamic you are in currently or you've been in during your life, it's a nice thing, I think, to sit down and reflect on what it is that you learned during your time together. Now, as I said, you might learn things about yourself, about that other person, about life, about love, about what you want. It might be that you realize, oh, That person was for a really clear reason, like I had to learn this lesson or they were just there for a season and, you know, they were just kind of passing through in a transient way and you had to connect with them to get to the next point. And so as I was sitting down and planning podcast episodes, I was having a little look through the most listened podcast episodes and I realized 
like it's very obvious the most listened episodes are episodes like this where I'm reflecting on different times in my life or episodes where I'm speaking directly with Brendan as well. You guys seem to really enjoy listening to those, which is lovely to hear. But anyway, I thought given that Brendan and I have now been in each other's lives for nine months, I would share with you nine things that this relationship has really cemented for me personally. So the first thing is that it's okay to show someone what you might consider the ugly, quote unquote, the ugly parts of yourself. That's something that I've been able to do in this relationship that I've never done. I've never been able to do with anyone else where I've shared really raw thoughts. Um, And I guess the parts about myself that I haven't considered to be palatable or positive attributes. You know, with Brendan, very early on, I was able to tell him some of the hardest things And he met me with such compassion and warmth and acceptance. I think that that is something that has really held me back in past relationships is I've never felt like I could fully be myself. I've had this belief throughout my whole life that to be loved, to be worthy, to be in a romantic partnership, I have to be very palatable which I guess when I say that, I mean easy for the other person, you know, very pleasant, only show them the good parts, the best parts, and keep the harder parts more to myself. Yes, of course, in past relationships, I've shared struggles, but with Brendan, I've been able to say, hey, there's this thing about me, or like, not not that there's any, you know, big dark secret, but just to be able to really share the darker, harder thoughts, moments in my life and to have someone be like, oh, you poor thing, like you poor thing that you think that that's so horrible or that you think that that would make you unlovable. Come here and it makes me love you more type of thing. And that's been a two-way street for us very early on. We both decided, I guess, that you know, we're in this, um, and Brennan will say that he decided it sooner than I did, but we've both moved quickly. But something with us is like, we decided, no, no, we're going to be all in. And what does all in mean for us? Like, let's not waste each other's time. Let's really show one another who the other person is straight away. You know, don't hold back. And so there's been so much healing in that for me. You know, even recently I went back to see my therapist and I'd not seen her since before Brendan and I had met. So I was catching her up and she was my therapist through over the last couple of years. And one of the things she said to me is like, what makes this relationship feel different? And I said to her, well, you know how in my past relationships, I've never fully felt like I could be accepted just as I am, like I've always felt like I had to be a certain way, look a certain way, do a certain thing in order to be loved. You know, I don't feel that with Brendan. I was able to just be myself very early on. And there's so much healing, so much healing that comes from like showing someone your true self and having them move towards you. 
So that's number one. And that's number one because I think that's been the biggest and like most beautiful takeaway for me from this relationship. A very close second would be the fun. Just really learning that you can have fun every day and the fun is in the small things. You don't need to have big elaborate plans to have fun. You can access it at any given moment. It's a decision. And Brendan has really taught me that because he is someone who will just make every situation as fun as he possibly can. And I think, like, I can see it in the boys, but for the boys and I, we haven't had the most fun. And I think that's partly why the boys are quite, I would say they're quite mature kids and they can be quite serious and grown up for their age. And since having Brendan in our lives, they seem to just be having such a better time. They're lighter, they're funnier, they have a sparkle in their eye, they're excited. And it's a really, really uh, special thing to witness. So that's another big one. Number three is that what other people think really holds no uh, weight or value on how I feel about my relationship and just in general, really turning down the volume on what other people project or what other people see or what other people think is wrong or right. That's been, I guess, and I guess that links kind of to the first point, right? That if for my whole life, I've felt like I had to be a certain way to be loved and have approval, it makes sense then that I would care as much as I would have said five years ago, I don't care what other people think. I definitely did a lot. And just where I was in my life when we met, I was really in a place of, you know what, when I meet someone, I don't want to outsource my opinion of them to anyone. Because in the early days of getting to know someone, when you have a group of girlfriends, and this has nothing to do with my girlfriends, and they all know this, but it's very easy to pick apart someone and not in that intentional, like, oh, let's, you know, like, let's get in the weeds and pick apart this person, but just in the way of like, you might sit down with your girlfriends and say, oh, you know, I went on a date and then I was sent this message. And then they all through their own lens because of their own unique experiences and own beliefs and own triggers and all of that will have a big opinion on what that means. And so I'd made a decision within myself that I was really just going to follow my own internal compass and not look toward anyone else to validate that I was on the right path with someone that I was dating. And I've not spoken about that before, but I think, you know, back to reason, season, lifetime, I think now where I stand I think there were, there was a reason that a certain friendship didn't work out along the way, because if I was still in that friendship, when I had connected, uh, you know, connected with anyone, really, I was more in the mentality of being quite judgmental in the early days and quite ready to hit the eject button on anything that didn't seem like up to scratch, quote unquote. And so I think one of the reasons that, you know, certain friendships have maybe fallen to the wayside 
throughout my journey. And we all go through different stages in life where that can happen. I can see now that was serving me for a higher purpose of, you know what? You actually have to listen to yourself. You really have to be very clear with your own judgments and not go to other people to form opinions on people that you're trying to get to know. And that's, I think, an interesting thing because when you are single, particularly having single friends, it's a joy. Like it is a joy to get with your girlfriends and talk about dates that you've been on and talk about communication and show the text messages and, you know, jump to conclusions about what certain things mean. But if you are easily led or persuaded or just not really strong in your own self, then I think sometimes you might overlook people or miss certain wonderful things because someone else has said to you, oh no, that means that, or this means that type of thing. Hopefully that makes sense. But before meeting Brendan, I'd really made a decision. You know what? Anyone I'm dating, I'm not going to go to my friends and ask them to pick apart things with me. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, this text message was short. What do you think that means? And have someone say, well, it means he doesn't care because if he wanted to, he would and all that sort of stuff. So other people's opinion has really, and other people's approval is something that just hasn't even played into the equation at all, at all in our relationship. And of course it was lovely to go to Sydney and meet Brendan's family. And it felt so nice to hear you know, when Brendan said to me, no, like my family really enjoyed meeting you. And it was such a nice experience. Like that felt really good because they're his important people. But other people's approval is just not even a factor at all in this relationship. And that is a really, really nice thing because I think so many females were almost groomed in a way to grow up find a good man, have a good life, have a good marriage, have good kids. Like that's the well-worn path. And it's like define, find a good man. It's often someone that your parents would approve of or that society deems as a good person, regardless of what's going on behind closed doors or regardless of their true intention. So that's, that's a big one. Other people's approval has just been non-existent, really. Um. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Relying on someone is number four and accepting help. Okay, so having just been with the kids and I for a couple of years before Brendan, and also I think just being hurt, like, like all of these things contribute towards me feeling like I have me and that's it. I have me and I have the kids and I will be the one to do everything. 
I'm quite a proud person in the way of not always being great at asking or accepting for help. Going through my separation definitely taught me to accept help from friends more and speak up. But in life, you know, like my dad has raised all three of us to be like pretty strong in terms of being able to look after ourselves, you know. I was always able to jumpstart my own car and put my own radiator fluid in and all of that sort of stuff. And I've been quite proud in the fact that, you know, I've never had a shared bank account with anyone. I've always looked after myself. Yes, of course, in a marriage, two people are contributing towards the life together, but I've never had a dollar of money towards the kids. Like I've done everything myself and I'm very proud of that. And it's been hard. It was hard for me to realize that to get to that higher vision that I had for myself in my in the relationship I wanted, I couldn't get there unless I was willing to accept help and really let someone in. I guess I had toughened and hardened to the point of taking a lot of pride and comfort in knowing that. I wouldn't rely on anyone, you know, because if you rely on someone, then you've got something to lose. If you, yeah, if you, that's it, that's it. If you rely on someone, then when they're not there, there's going to be a gap. You're going to miss that person. And so in wanting to protect myself, I didn't want that gap to ever exist again. But I had to get very honest with myself and realize I couldn't get to that higher vision, that version of a relationship and love, like the sort of love that I wanted and keep that mentality of not being able to rely on anyone or not wanting to rely on anyone, I guess. So going through COVID early on, uh, the boys and I having COVID and Brendan being like, I'm going to stay here the whole time and look after all three of you. I found that quite challenging and quite confronting you know, for me to kind of release some control and have him be in the kitchen and making food for the kids and helping, you know, just make sure everyone was comfortable and managing, like holding down the fort so I could rest and stuff like that. Whilst it was like a beautiful thing and I wanted to enjoy it, it was quite uncomfortable for me because it took a lot of like mental gymnastics for me to allow that to kind of happen. And we've come up against this a few times where it's like Brendan will say like, okay, you've got to let me in, like rely on me. I can do that. You know, even with getting the kids to and from school, there have been times when I might complain to Brendan about feeling like, oh, the school day is so short. I can never get everything in for work that I want to do. And in the typical male way, he would offer up a solution and say, okay, cool. Well, I'll change my work day and I'll drop the boys to school or I'll pick them up. And that gives you an extra half an hour to 45 minutes. Um, You know, we can, we can work together for this. And I'm like, no, like it's my job. I'm the one that's got to pick them up from school. Like I have to do that so tightly controlled. And so like, yeah, it's got to be on me. And Brendan in his very gentle way would just say, you know, let me in. I can do this. Let me help you. Not only is it important that we can rely on one another, 
you know, for many reasons, but for him to feel included and part of the unit, that's another reason why, why it's important to do it as well. All right, number five, and this may be too much information, so I'm just going to keep it very short and very sweet, but I am always committed to being as transparent and honest as possible. The fifth point that I have written down is receiving pleasure. So again, I'm not going to go into the weeds. You guys can make make of this what you will. But often in life as women, you know, and I, I know I say that a lot as women or as busy moms or da, 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 but I think it's a relatable thing to grow up and you go through your teens and your twenties um, or your first loves. And you think that your job is to make sure your partner is happy and they are satisfied. And it's not always a comfortable thing to connect to your own pleasure and prioritize that, you know, I think that it's much more of a common trope that women prioritize their partner's pleasure and enjoyment and intimacy can become like a performative thing that you do to make sure that, you know, you know what I, I think, you know what I'm saying? It's been a big lesson for me is like, no, no, I'm so worthy of pleasure. I'm so worthy of intimacy. I'm so worthy of receiving that attention and receiving pleasure and really, really enjoying that side of my life. So again, I won't get into the weeds because it's probably too much information, but it's been a big one for me over that last, over this last nine months is no, no, that matters too. I matter. My experience matters in that way. And it's, I guess, having a partner who's so committed to making sure my experience is incredible has made all the difference. And also like my self-work as well, because it's all to do with worthiness as well. Um, Number six, every day really is a gift and say what you need to say that day. Tell the people that you love that you love them because tomorrow is not guaranteed. A massive, massive takeaway just from being in this relationship, just from knowing Brendan because he's been through so much and he's lost people so close to him that he loved. Um, You know, he always says to me, like, just say what you have to say now because you don't want to regret not saying it. And I think that's why he really does live every day with so much joy and fun and lightness in it because he knows that life is precious and that the people that you love can go. They can be taken from you in an instant. And so, you know, if you love someone, tell them that you love them. He tells us hundreds, a hundred times a day that he loves us, you know, the boys as well. And that's a really nice thing to see up close, to see someone who really does treat every day like it's important and it's special. And that doesn't mean that he's Susie Sunshine every minute of every day, but you can tell I mean, you can tell the pain. I can see the pain that he's been through in not being able to talk to his loved ones now. And so it's like he knows that it's really precious if you have someone that you love in front of you and you shouldn't flounder that. Like you shouldn't waste any time on silly things because, yeah, every day is important. Number seven, honor your own needs. This is the 
like maybe one of the biggest differences for me personally being in this relationship to other relationships. I am very clear and comfortable in speaking up with what I need and honoring my true desires and refusing, like I really want to refuse to let the insidious resentment creep in. I want to take responsibility for my own needs, wants, and boundaries and responsibility for communicating them well. I don't want to fall into the habit, to fall into that trap of expecting him to read my mind. You know, I've definitely been in relationships in the past where I've willed, like I've really wanted someone to read my mind and to do the thing that I want them to do or respect me in a certain way. Um, But because they can't read minds, you know, if they don't, then I had found myself in the past ending up feeling like they didn't value me. And that was more about me not valuing me. It was me not choosing me. If you haven't listened to the podcast episode a little, a few episodes back, um, I'll put the link in the show notes, the relationship masterclass episode, go and listen to that one because that is all about choosing yourself and radical responsibility. This, the growth in this area was crystallized for me recently. Um, I, I won't go into it, but during a conversation I had with Brendan where I had said something about like, oh, that's okay if that happens. I'll just work weekends, you know, I'll dedicate every Saturday to working if I have to give up certain things through the week. And then I heard the words leave my mouth and then I turned and I said, no, actually, I'm not going to do that. You know, and Brendan was just more like a sounding board. And I said, no, I'm not willing to give up my weekends with the boys so that I can do that. So we're going to have to come up with a better solution. And he was like, yeah, of course. Cool. Great. Glad you've identified that. Let's brainstorm some solutions. Whereas had I just sat with going, oh, okay, like I'll work Saturdays, I might have festered like that could have festered inside of me and come out in other ways. Maybe not that day, maybe not in a week's time, but in six months time, had I stuck to that plan and, you know, Brendan and the boys are outside having fun or they're off to dream world and I have to work Saturdays, I would have been shitty you know, and shitty comments would have come out of my mouth or just shitty energy. And that had nothing to do with Brendan at all. You know, because if I had said to him, okay, cool, here's the solution. I'll work Saturdays. He's not in my mind knowing the potential repercussions of that. He's just like, okay, that's a solution to the problem. Let's move forward with that. So taking radical responsibility for my own needs is a real um, a real pillar of this relationship that we are building and life that we're building together. Compromising, of course, is important, but not conceding. I've been in relationships where I've conceded my needs and that's not because of the other person. And it's nice to think it is. It's nice to go, oh, I conceded my needs because of the other person but I made that choice. That's my responsibility. All right. Number eight. Uh, So Brendan doesn't do this all of the time, not 100% of the time. There are moments in life where he will, you know, whisper a profanity under his breath or it will get to him. But for the most part, 
He has taught me to just send love out. And what I mean by that is he will get filthy looks because of his tattoos. People make all sorts of um, judgments upon him based off his visible tattoos. And like I see it, I literally, we will be walking down the street and particularly if we're spaced apart, you know, say he's a couple of paces ahead of me for whatever reason, or one of us is getting coffee and we're walking toward the other. I will see people look him up and down and give him a filthy look. When we're out walking, when we're riding our bike, we'll go past people and they'll look him up and down and the disdain on their face or the way that they turn to each other and go like, look at that guy or whatever it is. You can see it like it's not a fabricated thing at all. And so the way Brendan handles that 99% of the time is to send love out to that person, you know, regardless of how it makes him feel in that moment, he'll smile, he'll say, hi, how are you? He'll say, it's a nice day, isn't it? He'll acknowledge them. He really just sends love back out. Even like this week, he's had terrible service in purchasing his uh, new dirt bike, like really bad bad service. Like the ball has been dropped many times and it's been on him to chase things up and lots of extra car trips unnecessarily. And just, you know, when you go to buy something and you think, is this like the first time they've ever sold something because there's no customer care or anything like that. And I had said to him, I am so frustrated by this process. I would be telling them that I'm frustrated. And Brendan's like, yeah, I could do that. Like I could blow up at them. I could get angry and stop my feet, but I don't like myself when I'm like that. So I'm not going to do that. And I thought like, that's such a simple thing. He's like, I don't like myself when I'm like that. So I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to choose peace. And I think it's the same thing when people are rude to him in public. He chooses peace. He chooses to smile back at them, to wave, to be kind. And it's not in a smart ass way. It's in a genuine like, okay, you think this of me, but you're wrong. And so I'm not going to treat you. I'm not going to make a judgment on you for judging me. I'm just going to treat you like a person. And I have found that really, uh, I was going to say enlightening, but it sticks with me. You know, I don't like myself when I'm frustrated or cranky with someone or I'm bothered. He doesn't like himself when he gets angry or cross at people. So he just chooses, like it's such a grown-up thing, like just chooses to not access that. And last but not least, point number nine that I have written down here, nine points because we've been together for nine months, I'm allowed to be happy, you know, and that sounds so simple, but I am allowed to enjoy this and I am allowed to be happy. And I've included this point because, again, you know, being someone who has been hurt, who's been through it, built walls up around myself one brick at a time and then, you know, would take that brick down because I would put a brick up to keep myself safe and then go, no, 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 that's not what I want. I do want a big love again. So I take a brick down um, backwards and forth all the time. But there have been moments where I will feel fear bubble up and I'll think, you know, yes, we're happy and it's great now, but what if, you know, what if in a year we don't work out? What if 
um, you know, just a million what ifs that might come up for me. What if I get hurt, I guess is the big one. And it's like, yeah, that's always going to be a possibility. But just because that possibility exists, and it does, like that possibility exists, we can't deny that it doesn't. Brendan would say it doesn't. He's like, it's an impossibility. But, you know, logically and pragmatically, anyone who enters a relationship has a risk of that relationship ending at some point. But just because that exists there and that is a possibility doesn't mean that it is a reality and it doesn't mean that it needs to take away from my happiness and my enjoyment and my pleasure and the love that exists right now. You know, recently I spoke to a guest for the podcast and we were talking about how fear often comes into relationships. And if you want a relationship that is love-based, it can't be fear-based. And you have to really focus on every single individual day, not get caught up on the past and not get caught up in the future. And I definitely have a propensity toward worrying more about the future in wanting to safeguard myself. But Brendan will say to me, like, you have a right to be happy. Like, you can be happy. You can enjoy this. Like, it's okay. It's safe. And I guess that's the thing, right? Like learning to feel safe enough to enjoy things and relax into it. I think a lot of people can relate to when things are going well in life. You almost get that, you know, tingle up your spine where you're like, wait, things are going too well. What's going to happen? Something wrong is going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Excuse me. And something bad could happen. Bad things do happen all the time. Bad things happen to good people. Hard things happen, challenges. You can get derailed. But just because they happen and they exist shouldn't take away from the happiness and the joy that you are experiencing in the current moment. That's been a huge, huge lesson that I have had to learn. So anyway, if you do enjoy these types of episodes, slide into my DMs, let me know, jump over. You can leave a comment if you like. Um, It really does mean a lot to me when I hear from you. If you have a girlfriend that you think might enjoy this episode, maybe you've got a friend who's recently gone through a separation or is just struggling to, I guess, put themselves out there and push past their fear in connecting with someone else. They might find this episode helpful as well. Who knows? Um, But yeah, it would mean the world if you take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps so I can share it as well. I still, you know, years on with the podcast, I still get such a kick from seeing what you're up to when you're listening to this podcast. Are you out and about for a walk? Are you getting your chores done? Do you have takeaways from this episode? Let me know. All right, team, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Also, keep an eye and an ear out because we have some exciting things coming very soon. November is going to be a big month for us. We're hopefully, I say hopefully, I'm going to go with definitely. We're definitely launching some very exciting things in November. And if you like the podcast, you're going to love, 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 love what we have to offer you in November. All right, I'll chat with you very, very soon. Thanks for listening. This is what I want, this is what I need If you don't
Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.